0: Ladies and gentle bros, welcome to the No Soliciting Experience. I am your host and asker of questions, Rick Martinez. Let's be real. We all know I'm your favorite memester on the interwebs. What a joker! (laughs) Look, listen. Let's talk sales, let's talk funnies. Let's talk about some successful people. Let's talk with successful people in this industry. Top performers, team leads, and people who are leaving a lasting influence and legacy in this industry. So, take out a pen and paper, jot down some notes, or if you're in the car driving, make sure you go back and take some notes. All righty then. Let's see who we get to chat with today, shall we? I'm in New York with your visa. Young Troy, you're a genius. It's too late, too late. I cross the border, I'm not leaving. You waited for me. I can't wait to make it home. All right, guys, welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience. I'm super excited. Um, I got my main man, one of the coolest dudes in the industry, Coda Ivers. Thank you for being on, brother. Do um, you mind introducing yourself to the people?
1: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been, uh, I'm excited, dude. I've been watching your episodes, so I'm pumped. But for all you guys listening and watching, Coda Ivers, 25 years old, uh, out here in San Diego right now, but originally from. St. George, Utah, which I'm sure a lot of people listening will know because there's a lot of knockers down there and uh, Yeah, fired up to do this man
0: Dude, heck. Yeah, man. So how long have you been in the industry for?
1: so This is my fifth year. I got started back in 2015 was my first summer. Did some alarms Uh, Great summer, you know, really really wild just this super small dealer for safe security. I had a great experience. I think I did like 70 installs or something. Uh, took the next year off to do some business ventures. And then uh, the year after that, got into Vivint. I know we all have to drink the orange Kool-Aid at least once in our lives, right? And so got into Vivint, man. Had a decent, uh, a decent experience from the Vivint side. Not the best experience with my team. You know, Learned a lot. And uh, then that next summer, got into pest control. With Vantage Marketing with X mm-hmm. and pretty good experience. Uh, that was my first time actually managing, though. So that was my first uh, summer managing. Had a crazy, crazy turn of events happen. Everything from freaking bed bugs in the reps' apartments, <laughs> all the way to uh, like half the team quitting, and just like super weird, you know, situations. Like all mm-hmm. the classic horror stories that you hear about with managers. Uh, it happened that summer. And then uh, this last summer, I did pest control again, and this was with a smaller company called BioShield Pest Control, um, and did that in uh, Washington D.C. So, yeah, man, now it's uh 2020, and I'm in the solar game.
0: Dang, man! So, so you, so you kind of understand it all, right? There, there's a, there's a very small pool of people in, in the industry who just know all aspects of the industry, right? There's you, there's me, and then our boy Danny Pessy. I know we we. You know, us three talk a lot, Um, but just understanding the business of door to door, right? You understand like how it works and now you're doing solar, right? And there, there's a few other things that you're doing, but you're very, very business minded, which is I think super dope, dope, right? Um, You know, some people in the industry, and I know we, we, we talk about this a lot. It's very, you just come in, you sell, you're done and you, you don't really talk about what you do um i know we had uh danny pession on on the, on the facebook live we did a few what was that a week or two ago and he's just like yeah about a week ago yeah so he his big thing was just like he was just evangelical about what he does he's like i'm the alarm guy right that's his brand and i feel like that's you know what you're doing right your brand is business right in all aspects cuz you're cuz you're not only doing solar you're also doing something else right
1: yeah, man, up to a few things right now. We uh kind of uh to give you an overview of what we're working on right now. So we've got uh, solar, which is basically my personal like financial uh investment business, whatever you want to call it right now. So that's basically what's fueling the fire for all the other projects that I'm working on. You know, I'm super passionate about the industry. I love door to door, I love the people you get to work with, I love um, you know, communicating and I love sales, I've been in sales my entire life. And so that's the main focus as far as funding the other projects, but I'm also involved in a free Facebook group called Online Door Knockers, mm-hmm. and I think you're gonna have those dudes because they're they're the experts, man. They're the ones who are you know really running the show. I'm barely involved with them, and uh, yeah, that's just a group for for people to kind of learn how to adapt, especially with COVID, bro. Like this mm-hmm. this shit hit us out of nowhere, and so uh, to be able to adapt and and pivot, if you will, to you know knocking doors online, that's kind of like the theme with that. And then my passion project, which is pretty much like the, the pride and joy of my life right now, is my business, which is Enhanced Labs for supplements. Mm-hmm. I'm a big supplement nerd, and so I do that. And then I'm also a, a husband and a father of a little punk kid named Nixon. <laughs> He's two years old, about to potty train him, so we'll see how that goes. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of smaller side projects in the mix as well.
0: Okay. Dude, that's dope. So let, let's talk about, we'll put uh, the online door knockers uh, on hold for a little bit, but Enhanced Labs, right? I'm, I'm yep. just curious, what, what made you want to start a supplement company? Like that, that, that to me is, I mean, I, I understand, but for the listeners, right? What, what, what happened to be like for you to say, okay, this is what I want to do?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a long story, so I'll, I'll we'll have to talk about this off, uh, off camera another time, man, cause it's, okay. uh, it's wild. But, um, essentially when I, when I graduated high school, I was always entrepreneurial minded, always loved sales. And I, as most of us do in the industry, I've got ADHD, I you know, super hard time holding still focusing, getting things done that way. Um, super rambunctious. And so I started looking into, cause I was on Adderall for a while, because um, that's what I was prescribed. That's what pretty much everybody gets prescribed if you've got ADHD. And while it does help, it does also flood your brain with way too much dopamine, and it can cause a lot of negative uh, consequences mm-hmm. down the road. So that's kind of what stemmed uh, the idea for me to get into what's called nootropics. Nootropics are basically brain-enhancing supplements, compounds, herbs, things like that, that boost your focus, memory, energy, things, uh, things of that nature, without mm-hmm. the negative side effects. So I kind of went down the rabbit hole back in like 20, freaking 14, something like even remember, it's been so long Mm -hmm. and basically realized that these things exist, that there's like legal smart drugs that you can take. So that's what originally started it came out with a product called aptitude, which was like a memory focus product. Mm -hmm. Really cool idea. The product slaps, man. It was freaking amazing. The hard part is I didn't understand branding. I didn't understand how to run a business yet. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately lost a ton of money through that venture. And I learned a, a freaking ton, bro. And then that changed from what was called EO stacks at the time to ultimately evolve into what is now Enhanced Labs, right? So it evolved from just like a simple nootropic and wanting to boost my brain and get better focus for myself and, and like selling, you know, these these homemade supplements in the beginning on the side to friends and family to ultimately forming an actual legitimate company with a, a wide product array. Now we've got everything from freaking protein powders to, uh, nootropics to uh, you know pre workout, pretty much anything. So, um, but yeah, dude, like specifically Boost, dude, was kind of like what's cool about that is when I got into door to door, I realized like everybody's on Adderall. Like I'd say probably like half the people listening to this podcast right now, they're not gonna admit it. All you guys aren't gonna admit it, but I bet you half of you guys are on freaking Adderall. And if you're not, you've at least been prescribed Adderall or tried it at some point. Like if you're in door to door, you'll lie yourself if you haven't.
0: Yeah, Except for exactly.
1: that few that few group of people. But uh, yeah, man, boost was kind of like the, the star child idea of an all natural product that could still give you the boost that you need to get you know, motivated and feel good and like be happy to knock doors
0: mm-hmm. without
1: the, uh, the drugs. And so it's kind of like a made by door knockers for door knockers product.
0: Yeah, exactly. And guys, I, I love this stuff. Like, since since uh, Coda introduced me to Boost, I have been taking less and less of my Adderall. Don't get me wrong, Adderall is great. I love it. It gets me going. The thing is, is I lose my personality, and I feel like a lot of door to door people. The reason we tend to be as successful as we are is because we just have a goofy ass personality. Like that's just who we are. And yep. the goofer we it, it's crazy because the goofier we are, the more Adderall you're prescribed. So think about it, right? Like I I was prescribed anywhere from 40 to 60 milligrams. I take that, I go zombie mode. Like, yeah, I'm working like crazy, but you know, my charm, who I am, it doesn't reflect it. And it just, I mean, after a while, you just, you just, it starts tearing you down and you're like, I hate this. Like you, you almost become depressed. Is, is what I felt like. Yeah, dude.
1: It, so it, it's because it floods your dopamine, uh, your neurotransmitter dopamine. It floods those receptors. So when your body – so the way it works with ADHD, and it's a little bit more complex, a lot more complex than what I'm going to say. Um, but essentially people with ADHD just uh, naturally produce less dopamine than other people. And so that's why, like for me, caffeine works really, really well with giving mm-hmm. you that head of dopamine to almost be more calm. Right, mm-hmm. Like a lot of people on Adderall, they say that they get more calm when they're on Adderall versus people who don't have ADHD get like cracked out of their mind. And the reason for that is people with ADHD have less dopamine than they're supposed to.
0: Mm-hmm. The problem with
1: Adderall, and, and like this is, I'm not saying don't take it like you guys listen to your freaking doctors and just some, you know, some kid who's done a, a crap ton of research, but it floods your receptors with like way too much dopamine. So you feel amazing. It works really well. Um, and then after a while you build up a tolerance. Your mm-hmm. adrenal glands get like super burnt out. And so it's just, uh, you have to take more and more for, the, for it to get the same effects. And then if you don't take it, you have like come downs, jitters, you get depressed because you're not getting that dopamine rush that you got before. Right.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, dude, since, since taking boosts, like, yeah, I take my Adderall maybe like once or twice a week, but now it's like, I feel normal, right? Dude, with boost, I feel fantastic. Drink my coffee in the morning by midday I take my boost and I'm solid I'm working all day so guys I love
1: dude, it bro means dude, a lot
0: dude the boost is awesome right coming from from a door to door guy who I mean I feel like at one point I was like actually addicted to Adderall um I feel like we we all have been just because if cuz for sure cuz we're like if if I don't have it I can't sell if I can't sell I don't make money and then you just kind of justify why you're taking so much yep. out of it. so guys check it out I love it I I can't go without it, but aside from Boost, the rest of your product line is freaking amazing, man. Like the Zen, I take that at the end of the day, it, it just mellows me out. Because I mean, if you're yeah. working, you're now that we're working from home, right? You're you're staring at a screen all day. You got yeah. worried about how you're gonna close these deals, right? So it in a way it just kind of balances every out. Yeah, it balances everything out, right? So it, I guys i can literally talk about these products all day because they're freaking fantastic the the joint release stuff is fantastic i take it you know every day after i after i run after i lift i I just love it and the protein dude freaking amazing
1: we gotta start paying you bro you're like our number one hype beast behind uh <laughs> products, dude. i love it though man i love it that's uh that's the goal dude it's just like your daily essentials you know we just want to create good products and uh And ultimately just, you know, and I love the door to door industry, dude. Like if we can create products that like all of us are already taking, that's the main goal. Like I love, I love the people in this industry. I love that we're all a bunch of young, hungry, motivated. And if you're not young, you're young minded, right? Just like people that are striving for more. Like I I really just love surrounding myself with individuals who are on the hunt for more, on the hunt to grow and, and never be satisfied, never get complacent. And that's ultimately what this industry does for you character wise, right?
0: Exactly exactly we're dude we're, we're all just trying to get better but dude what what i love is going back to it it's it's four door-to-door made five door-to-door all these guys yep. and and i feel like we, we can talk about this for we can talk about this for hours right but all these guys what do they do they all buy all the protein stuff they all buy their pre-workout they all buy them stuff from like bodybuilders right bodybuilders that just lift twice a day and that's just their job right yep. we have to go out we're working 10 12 hour days you know in the sun you know, it's just like it, the, the difference of supplements and products that, you know, the mainstream Instagram fitness industry is pushing compared to what this is. You know, it's, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's more, 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 more bang for your buck that I see. Right. So appreciate um, email, yeah, dude, so I love it guys. Go, go check out enhanced labs. Um, and one of the things going into your other side hustle or your other business is the online door knockers, right? So it's you, your buddy, Boomer, Tyler, and Jordan, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are the three that make it happen.
0: Okay. Dude. So what, what, I don't know, Look, looking back on it, what, what made you guys want to start the group?
1: So I've known these, I've known these dudes for years, me and, uh, me and Tyler and Boomer actually knew each other years and years back. I got involved in, the, in an MLM called Vima, if anybody knows what that is, like five, six, seven, whatever freaking years ago when I was in high school. And uh, so we originally met then. We've just stayed in touch, done projects together, super, super sharp guys. And, and is actually the CMO for Enhanced Labs. Um, and we've been buddies for a while as well. And he's just crushed it on the marketing side. So uh, when COVID hit, right, um, and we had recently started our own sub dealer as well. And so because of that, like, we're kind of like, we have to do everything on our own, right? We're, we're taking full accountability. We need to make sure that we're prepared for this. And so once it hit, we had to pivot quick because we had just left the dealer that we were with before to form our own sub dealership. Um, And, and ultimately it just like, it, it was just the perfect strike for an opportunity, right? We, we started testing some things. We started building systems. We started doing Facebook ads and other lead gen methods. And these guys were planning on doing some sort of agency, so we all kind of just came together. I was originally just gonna help them out and you know, kind of be like the door knocker that introduces them to other door knockers because we all need it. And ultimately, we formed this Facebook group, which is like a free place for people to come and and just like share what's working and what's not working so that we can all get better because realistically, bro, a lot of people got screwed and like like dead in the water, no leads, no freaking deals like just completely overnight their business is gone because of COVID. Um, So we just wanted to do something that would ultimately help people obviously help us. It's a business. And so, you know, I'm not going to make it sound like some noble charity case or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is a really cool platform, man, just where we can share and like help each other figure out like systems and ways to optimize lead generation.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what's, what, what's your guys overall mission with, with the online door knockers?
1: So, essentially it's just a giant lead gen business management company so like the the big problem that i've seen is either like the leads are garbage right like that's a super Mm -hmm. common thing you get a bunch of leads and they're all garbage none of them are qualified and you're paying for just crap like i bet a ton of people listening right now can relate to that so either the leads are garbage or you're still doing most of the work right you you set it up and they're like running ads for you but you pretty much have to take care of all of the lay work. And so it's like, why are you even paying these guys? Um, or people that just like take your money and, and, and run like that's happened before to me. I'm sure other people can relate. And so there's just like a lot of like sketchiness to the Legion industry and with solar specifically, and this goes for other industries too. But the reason I say solar is the margins in solar and, and some of these other things as well, outside of door to door are so big that like, like ultimately it's it's the perfect model to build something where, you can uh, basically benefit each other, right? Like you can, you can afford to pay for leads and you can afford to do these things and still make a ton of money and then you just increase the volume. And once the volume increases, you figure out if I spend, let's say if I spend $1,000, I know I'm gonna get a return of $2,500. As soon as that happens, you, you basically create your own ATM. That's what's exciting about it is it's all data driven. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, not, it's, it's the same thing when you're training, right? When you're, when you're training a new rep on the doors, What do you do if you're a good trainer you're going to tell them to keep track of how many doors they knock how many people answer the door how many decision makers they talk to and out of that many decision makers that they pitched how many were interested and didn't get it how many bought it or made the appointment right you just want to collect as much information as you can so that you can better improve yourself and it's like a numbers game so lead generation is kind of the same thing it's like once you collect enough data after after testing these different methods and figuring out you can spend this much to get this lead and this many leads is this many closes this many closes this many installs then you can just plug and play bro you just throw more money at it and you know you're gonna get 2.5 times or whatever the number is money back out of it and so that's kind of what it was uh what it was built for man is just to kind of help bridge the gap from people that are knocking doors to going online and and doing that because realistically man this like shook the entire industry I'm not saying that door-to-door is going anywhere. I don't think door-to-door is dead by any means. I will never Mm -hmm. say that. Door-to-door is going to be going for a very, very, very long time. However, I do see a lot of people either going full-time online now because it's just efficient and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of benefits to it, or at least doing like half and a half, which is kind of what I plan to do with my guys um, with solar is like maybe knocking on Saturdays from like 9 till you know 2 p.m. where it's prime time. And just getting a ton of leads that way. But then the mm-hmm. rest of the week, you're just doing closes and lead gen appointments, and things like that from home.
0: Okay, there you go. And I feel like going, going back to what you were saying is um, door-to-door is not going anywhere. But one of the things that I remember talking, I can't remember if I, was, if I was talking to you, Pessy, or Josh Zuniga about. But I feel like the door-to-door industry is behind on the times. And I feel like that For sure. it, it's definitely behind on the times. And I feel like this is a big wake up call. Like, okay, doors are cool. Everybody, you know, that's, that's kind of the staple of our industry is door to door. Now let's expand that to digital doors. Right. Cause realistically, like we're leaving money on the table, right? You can go out. Yep. If, you, if you're a pest control guy, you can go out and you could sell a thousand accounts right on your own. You can go out and install 400 alarms. You can go out and you can install a megawatt on your own efforts, right? That's you putting in the hard work and we, you know, we commend that and, you know, we respect the shit out of it. But in that, imagine if you had a system in place, something super minimal, right? That just generated you maybe like for solar, an extra deal a week or an extra deal every two weeks, right? How much more, how, how many more kilowatts would you install? How many more alarms mm-hmm. would you install? How many more pest accounts would you sell at that point? Right. I feel like there's, yep. I feel like we're, we're getting into an age where we're about to tap into something that it's, it's just going to take off. And cause I mean, we're just the, the, the country, the economy is just growing. Like they're building houses like crazy. Like I'm right now working with, you know, a few buddies in a housing development, you know, huge. so it's huge, dude. I mean, it's just growing. Like why not grow your skill set? from face-to-face to digital, right? It's, it's hard as yep. shit to sell somebody like face-to-face. Imagine how much harder it is to convey that much urgency for somebody to click on your ad and buy what you're selling right then and there.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a whole new ballgame. But I dude, I think you said it best when you said there's just money that people are leaving on the table. And I don't even think, so a lot of people think of like online marketing as just like Facebook ads, right? And Facebook ads are great, don't get me wrong. But there's, it's, it's a lot more than just like, Advertising online it's systems like I think that that's one of the biggest things that door-to-door is behind on Um, Like like from a company perspective There are a lot of companies out there that have incredible data and systems You know active, vivid, Caliber like a lot of these bigger companies are really good at tracking a lot of the important information however, if on a more personal rep by rep basis you had systems in place um, shout out to like Bradley Mortensen, for instance, with RepCard. Like he's one of the people that's kind of uh, seeing where door-to-door is going and he's seeing how it's evolving and he's getting in front of it. Uh, I've been used his app in a little while, but I'm pretty sure they added a feature where like you can text your customers automatically yeah. after engaging with them on the doors, along with the virtual business card and some other features. Like there's just all this stuff out there, this technology that's at our fingertips, where if you can just take a little extra time to just increase your efficiency on all fronts with these systems, I mean, dude, you could literally triple or four X your income without really realistically any more work in a perfect world. Once it's optimized, man, you could literally work less and make four times more money because you have systems in place to do the little things that you, it's just 80, 20 concept, man. You want to spend 80% of your time, right? Generating or doing the the 20% of things that generate 80% of your income, right? You just want to make sure that you're, you're being efficient with your time and being efficient with what you're good at, which, let's be honest is selling right that's what all of us do we sell and so why are we spending time doing like follow ups and and doing like paperwork and some of these things that can be more automated automated or systematized or even hired out you know there's a lot of money in door to door and i just think that ultimately systems is kind of like the next big wave of taking door to door to that next level and i'm excited to see how it works man i'm excited to see what companies do after this to adapt because like up until covid there wasn't really like a reason like you know the phrase if it's not fixed or if it's not broken don't fix it like we hear that on the doors all the time bro especially for like pest control they're like i don't have any bugs like if it ain't fixed if it ain't broken don't fix it i'm like all right man cool whatever like sounds good and so with door to door i feel like that's how it's been bro is it's been working and because people are selling and because people are getting good results I think that it's been crippling people from getting great results. And that's like the phase that we're at now is it was kind of a huge wake up call with COVID to where we're like, oh shit, like our jobs could be taken out from under us. We should probably be better prepared so that if anything happens in the economy, we are still in control of our business, still in control of our income, still in control of making sure that our reps and our families and everybody gets taken care of because we have these systems in place. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it, it's, it's crazy. Cause I mean, we, we talk about it. We kind of, well, I mean, we are in a recession proof industry, like sales, sales will never go out. People will always have money. People yep. will, they'll, they'll have less. I mean, you know, realistically some, some part of our life, people have more money than, you know, sometimes we're going to go through these, the these small little economical hiccups, but what I'm trying to say is back in 2008, 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. people made a crap ton of money, right? That worked oh, then. Sure. Yep. That worked then. Now, how do we adapt to the little, I guess we can call it a little crash because that's really what it is. Like the world has technically stopped. Yeah. Like, like airlines, cruises, like they all, all this travel, like everything is shutting down. Like I was literally driving out today And it was so crazy. Like, think about it. In our lifetime, did you ever expect to be driving down the street and see people wearing face masks and gloves while driving?
1: Dude, no, this is some freaking zombie apocalypse shit. This is Walking Dead. This is Cod Zombies. Like, this is just the stuff that we all joked about as teenagers, how we wish the zombie apocalypse would happen. We could go to the mountains, you know, and Red Dawn hold up in the mountains and fight russia like that's like that's what's actually happening right now Bro, dude. It's crazy.
0: It, is, it is crazy like the amount of like guys like t- take a step back and just look at what's going on right like the other day i was with my best friend and his wife to go buy a gun like literally everything is shut down like like think 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 mm-hmm. about it. this right we we've all walked into like a walmart or a big five right or a gun shop what do we see right think about it last year this time what did you see Guns everywhere, right? The other day, there was literally two pistols. One of them, the public can't buy because it's specifically for law enforcement only. And there was the three shotguns left and a few rifles. And that's it. A bear gun wow. shop. It was, I think it was Thursday. No. So it was around four o'clock, right? And when, when, whenever you buy a gun, right? It like for your application, it shows you like what number of gun was bought that day in the state. It was yep. 4,300 and something guns bought that day. Wow. That's unreal, man. So, I mean, it's, so I mean, it's crazy um, that all this stuff is happening. Now, going back to what we are talking about, sorry, I just went on a tangent, but, like, how, how do we overcome this, right? We can't go out and knock. I mean, you can, but are you going to get the same results as if it were, like, this time last year? Hell no. Right? So what yeah. do we do now? And that's what you, Boomer, Tyler and Jordan are working on. Right. Is how to overcome that. How to start generating business um, online, yeah. like even ha- have these systems in play to be able to do that. Um, so let's, let let's look at it as like moving forward. Right. What well, what could be something that like a rep would, you know, who goes out this summer, what could be something that they could implement to, do more online or have a system that, that works for them.
1: So glad you asked, dude, cause this is stuff that I, I recently have started doing that I didn't do in years past, man. There's all this money. I mean, the last four summers, I could have been collecting valuable information from my customers and, and, and capitalizing on that to, you know, ultimately make more money and provide more value to them in the future. So like one of the first things that I'd say, and this is perfect timing because a lot of people, Are about to go out and have uh, have their summers is collect your customers information so um, just say hey like I just just for for me to keep up and follow up and make sure that the service went well with you is it okay if I just punch in your name number and email here as well and shoot you a follow-up in a little while just to make sure everything went smooth just takes a few seconds guys like you already went through the entire sale you did all the work if you just took a few extra seconds and punched it in whether it's rep card a CRM that you use, or even Trello is a really, really easy free app on your freaking phone that you can download and you can just put in the customer information. Like when you sign them up, what they bought, uh, why they bought their name, their number, their email, just like, like something super simple. Mm-hmm. I've just realized reading a lot more books, like data is for sure. Key data is the most valuable. You look at companies like, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all these other companies, they're not social media platforms. They're data collectors. They harvest our data and they capitalize on it. And they're they're cashing out hand over fist on, on billions and billions of dollars because data is worth so much. And so the best thing you can do is if you're going to continue to knock, you're doing the dirty work. You're collecting these customers' data. Just ask if it's Okay. If you get their, their name, number, and email, and you'll follow up with them a little bit later. And then in the future, let's say at the end of the summer, you hit them up and you make a connection with somebody else. Let's say it's pest control. You make a connection with Pessy Security, right? And you freaking, you hit up Danny Pessy, you set up a partnership and you fall up with that customer you say, hey, just wanted to check in and make sure everything went good. You know, I know it's been six months. Just want to make sure that we're still taking care of you. Number one, you're building a better relationship and they understand that you genuinely care about them. And if there is an issue, you can solve it so that you have less attrition and they're less likely to cancel and they're less likely to switch over to the next company, which means ultimately more money in either you or the company's pocket. And then you can say, the cool thing is I actually recently partnered up with uh, an alarm company and we do huge discounts for existing customers. We actually do free installation or whatever your deal is, right? Whatever it is, Same, same with solar. My point is you can partner with other people and capitalize on that customer to basically juice every last drop of money. And I know that sounds terrible, but you want to milk it. You want to be able to capitalize and make more money on that customer. And ultimately they're going to buy this stuff anyways. They're going to buy alarms, solar, they're going to buy all this other crap. And they're either going to buy it from you, which is the person that they know like trust and respect and have already done business with, or they're going to do it with a brand new person and they're probably going to pay a lot more for it by going through them. So that's like step one. Step two is getting, getting systems in place to automate the nitty gritty things that suck. So just taking like a little extra effort. So for instance, let's say you um, want to capitalize on more referrals, right? There's a lot of strategies out there for you know after the sale, having them write down the three names, whatever. But like even even past that, maybe write a handwritten note a week or two after they get installed or serviced or whatever it is, and throw like a twenty dollars Starbucks gift card in there. Or if you know something specifically about them, maybe you do something specific to them. Like if they said that they like. I don't know, man, like they said that they like, uh, they like vintage cars. You get like a vintage Hot Wheels car and you send it to him and you say like, hope you're doing well, Jerry, you know, here's, here's this was just thinking about you. If you have any referrals or anything I can help you out with, you know, send them my way and I'll pay you, you know, 50 bucks. These little things that really don't take that much effort that build that customer relationship and that bond so much stronger that you can capitalize on. Um, going past that though, you can get rep card. To do automatic text, there's another software out there called uh, High Level, and like there's a lot of them out there, CRMs that you can use that will literally automate text campaigns, email campaigns, uh, all kinds of things like that to do all the dirty follow-up work for you, and it'll notify you on your phone when customers respond or even like open the message or if they have questions or anything like that. There's just like there's just so much stuff out there, man. So much awesome, valuable resources and tools that we can use that we're just overlooking and not taking advantage of just because we're like i hate to say the word lazy guys but we're being lazy i i was lazy the last four summers and it sounds weird coming from you know people that knock doors because we're doing like the hardest shit that's like out there we're literally knocking on strangers doors but but like if we're willing to do all that work why wouldn't we take an extra one hour per week optimizing our systems and like doing follow-ups and things like that to ultimately double or triple our business right? Like the hard part is the first customer. And it's the first sale, the second, third and fourth sale. That's where the money happens. That's where you can make your margins. That's what should be like your bread and butter. And I think that that's where a lot of the value is going to be with, uh, you know, reps and also with companies, right? Like if a company provides all these tools for you, I'm going to probably go work for that company instead of the other company, right? Because they already have a lot of these things in place. So that's just like my two cents of what you know reps and and regionals and managers and companies can do is just capitalize on these systems right like figure out a way to automate the dirty work and just smooth out the process and and really just boost the value of
0: each customer exactly and dude um you, so so you mentioned something uh about being lazy i i think the way i see it is i think we're just too closed minded and it just goes back to my to my thing of the industry is just it's behind on the times. We're too close minded. on just, yeah. Th- this is just what I got to do. My only job is to do this. And my only, the only thing I'm worried about is the number, the number of accounts, like how much I make at the end of the summer, rather than yep. the actions that are going to set you up for the future. Right. The actions yep. that, and you know, the, what you do today is going to set you up for, you know, what you're going to reap tomorrow. Um, Yep so guys just just be conscious about it going back to crazy crazy how how you were just talking about this but um just be genuine with your customers just take take note of something that that they like and just kind of one a handwritten no will go a long way i know a lot of us i know a lot of us we we buy stuff online and as as much as we like to buy shit off amazon if you find a company, like a smaller company that you you like what they stand for, you like the products that they sell, think about it, right? So there, there's this company that my buddy started. It's, uh, it's, it's called Dark Mountain. I'm, I'm wearing their hoodie. So his, his was more like outdoor supplements, right? Um, and I remember one of the things that he did with every order is he did a handwritten note. Every order, regardless. And it's just one of those things to where, dude, the amount of repeat business that he had – was insane because he did a little sure. he did a little handwritten note had a system had a spreadsheet to where you know he he wrote down he would go in and do research on who bought from his store and he would go find them on instagram go find them on social media figure out what they liked and then in the note he would just include something you know about them right hey hope yeah. you're doing well good luck with this right so imagine you get that Imagine you're on the receiving end of a customer, right? You get a handwritten note, a Starbucks gift card to whatever from a guy who sold you pest control four, four or five months ago, right? You're more likely to remember that small gesture. And when you think of pest control and let's just say that neighbor, your neighbor is like, Oh, I have a crap ton of ants, right? Oh, call my guy Coda, right? He's the best. Yep. Like, I like Coda. So now you're just building and building and building on that guys. It's just little things. And it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Call it lazy. I see it as closed minded for being in industry as goofy and impatient ADD as crazy as we are. It's crazy how we kind of stay in the box. The guys who are successful, the guys who are killing it, take themselves out of that box. Right? Like one, like one of the guys that we talk with a lot is Danny Pesce, right? He just goes in, sells an alarm, has a solar guy come in by right behind him, and closes them right then and there. right? And the amount of money outside is, the box, thinking outside the box, the amount of money that, that is just on the table, right? Money aside, you're creating a longer relationship, a stronger relationship with your customers, and whenever they need something rather than, rather than them going on the Internet, they're going to hit you up, like, oh hey. I know you sold me an alarm. I know you you hooked me up with solar, but do you know anybody who does this? Right. Think about the, the endless opportunities that you have to be able to help that person out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I think uh, along your note with like being closed minded, I think what it is is like a lot of us as knockers typically have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder, right? Uh We've got a little bit of pride in what we do because it's hard and other people might not approve of it. And people tell us that we're dirty. So it's like, because of those things because people don't like necessarily what we do we almost form this like this shield of pride and ego and like thinking that like we're we're the best and we're badasses and the hard part with that is it's it's a caveat because you might go crush it it it's it's going to fuel you it's definitely going to push you to go and get 500 700 maybe pest accounts or whatever it is but if you would just get out of your head and realize that there's more than just knocking and be open-minded, like you were saying, Rick, be more open-minded to uh, just other things, man. Like, like you could really, 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 really uh, amplify your business and people don't look at the lifetime value of customers anymore. Like, like smart people do, some people do, like Danny Pesky does, but most people look at the short-term immediate gain, like you said, like they're like, okay, I sell this many accounts, I get this much per account, uh, that means I get this much this summer. It's like a one-time deal. And it doesn't have to be a one-time deal you could say, okay, I get this many customers. Yeah, I'm going to make this much money upfront. But if I do, you know, out out of my 500 customers if I send out 500 handwritten notes and a $10, you know, Starbucks gift card to that, that's like five grand or whatever out of my shit ton of money that I just made that I'm investing back into my business. And I mail that out. Let's say 10% of those people, you know, refer me to another customer. Cool. I just got 50 new customers for doing basically nothing right? Like there's just so many ways to amplify the lifetime value of that customer. And so people need to stop looking at it in the short term and of like the, the now, 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 and just think more long-term and like realize you're doing all of this hard work. You don't want to, most people, some people might, you don't want to knock doors for the next 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Like take advantage while you're, you know, young, hungry, all these different things, work your butt off, but don't lose that value, that future value of that customer by not taking an extra 30 seconds. Right. And just caring about them. Like you said, man, just being genuine, letting them know that you care about them. That's typically why people buy from us anyways It's that they like us. It's not necessarily the product or the sale. Like sometimes it is, but a lot of times I'd say most of the time it's just because they like who we and they think we're a cool dude and they want to support us. Right. And if you can do that, but then not just as you're getting the sale, but then after the sale still be that person, they're going to be there. They're going to shoot you business. Like you said, they're gonna be like, Oh my guy, Rick, like that's my guy, like best dude ever. And really, the pest control wasn't necessarily better than that other company. It was just that you did better by them. They know mm. that you're a good guy and they're going to take care of you. And that's what people need to look at, that lifetime
0: value of each customer. Exactly. Guys, t- I hope you guys are taking notes. Um, dude, so on, on that, sorry, this, this, this just keeps coming to mind. Do you, do you know who Lee Haight is? I know the name, dude. Who, uh, what does so, he do? So he, he's, he's a big time, like, root, roofing contract out of Florida, right? Yep. Um, dude, my goal, and it's crazy because I, I just saw this on Instagram the other day. He has a printer that writes handwritten notes. Like, yeah. it, dude, like, I saw them. Like, that is the dopest shit I've ever seen in my life.
1: And, Dude, and there's cheap- services online that you can go and that do that for you. Like cheap services that have the machines to do handwritten notes for you to make it look like that. Yeah, You can literally tap in. Like there's so much free value out there, bro. If people just spend some time on Google and get creative. Like they can yeah. literally do that.
0: Huge. There you go, guys. There, there is your value. Find one of these cheaps. It's super cheap. I mean, if, if, if you're selling that many accounts, just make the damn investment. Just, drop a little bit of stop, money. Stop buying
1: the, stop buying the freaking lifted trucks. Stop <laughs> buying the, the 10 segways. like all that stuff is important, but I'm telling you, you guys just freaking save a little bit of money, you know, get a good accountant and invest a little bit back into your business for things that could potentially grow what you've already worked for. Like you just do those couple of things and, and you're going to be so far ahead of everybody else in life. Like you're going to live a good life.
0: Yeah, because I mean think about it, right? If, if if we're looking at it at a business as as a business aspect, right? Does like for example, right? Does Warren Buffett worry about all this like small minutiae little shit? No. He has people who do that small little shit for him. What does he do? He just collects the checks at, at the end of the day, right? Now I'm not saying yep. we're all we're, I'm not saying we're all Warren Buffett's, but what I am saying is that we can do little things that are gonna set them up, that 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 are gonna set us up right so just a small little handwritten notes that your customers Mm -hmm. are going to remember if you want if you don't want to write 500 notes or if you got shitty handwriting like me just hire somebody to do it hire out a service to do it Uh, bro pay your freaking
1: little sister 50 bucks be like hey go go write all these freaking notes and go to go to target and buy me 20 10 starbucks gift cards and then come back pay her 50 bucks to do it right like like just outsource man outsource everything that is not in direct value to your strengths which for us is is sales like like i don't do a lot of the other crap because it's not efficient for me to to go and do that like double down on your strengths do what you're good at and then just take that little extra time to you know capitalize on your customers man
0: all right guys so Go back, listen to this, take some notes. We don't want to go too much more in depth because we have a special podcast coming up with you guys, uh, for you guys, and it's going to be super dope. I'm super excited. Something we can talk about systems that we can do, how to online market, different things. But for now, let's let's just call this the teaser to, to that podcast. So, Coda, thank it. you so much for being on, man. Uh, appreciate, dude, everything you do, man. Like, honestly, one, you're one of the coolest dudes in the, in the industry. And, I mean, yeah. Dude, you're freaking dope man and we freaking go back and forth a lot so i'm excited to let the people know what you got working on and some of the few projects that we have working on as well and yeah i'm excited guys
1: oh yeah man appreciate it
0: you waited for me i can't wait to make it home down